When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the 919 Beer Podcast, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts for the 919 Beer Podcast, Joe Ovius, Adam Eshbaugh, and Wayne Holt. In this episode of the 919 Beer Podcast, we will chat with Eric Mitchell, the head brewer at Pinehurst Brewing Company. Yes, in Pinehurst. They can have that name for a reason. We'll explain that in just a little bit. Joe Obius from 99.9 The Fan in Raleigh, North Carolina. Adam Eshball and Wayne Holt from 919 Beer. You're lucky that we did not rename this podcast for this week and this week only to the Disney Plus the next, Mandalorian. The next seven weeks. Mandalorian podcast. Yeah. Well, new episode Friday. New man. episode Friday, baby. What is this Disney Plus thing you speak of? I oh. have spoken. No, so uh, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen the first episode. No, yet. we're past that. This is no, recorded anyway. No, no, no. If you haven't seen The Mandalorian by now, you what deserve to be spoiled. Then you're missing out on Baby Yoda, folks. Uh, Bruce exactly. Willis was dead the so whole that's, time. That's the Star Trek stuff, right? No, Wayne. <laughs> Jeez. No, so Disney Plus is this new streaming service that they had 10 million subscribers, by the way. It took me a while to be able to download it. So oh, really? Yeah, it, the, so the app crash? kept crashing on my, yeah, right. on my down, TV. So yeah. here, yeah. Okay, I actually had downloaded it the day before, and I, I didn't have any problem. I'm not an early way. adopter. I'll my, do it maybe February. All right. Yeah, that's right. You're going to age it? You're going <laughs> to wait for the, the Mandalorian to age a little yeah. bit? Uh, then you can binge it. That's true. <laughs> no, so the uh, I for those who are unaware, I am a huge Disney nerd. So I, grew oh, up, I love Disney. I yeah. grew up in South Florida. You know, going to the Magic Kingdom was really like no big deal. It was about a three-hour drive. We make day trips out of it, weekends out of it. You get that Florida resident discount. Disney, not that Disney was ever cheap, right. but there was a time when Disney actually was affordable to go multiple times yeah, if you could. Seventy two. Yeah. Well, in the eighties as well. It wasn't until they got to the late nineties where things got Crazy. out of hand because they had other resorts that they sure, had to pay absolutely. for, right? So anyway, the so I've always been a big Disney nerd. I watched Disney Channel obsessively. I used to watch the old reruns of like Walt Disney Presents and the live, you know, the Wonderful World of Color and all that stuff. So I watched in Living Color. There you go. Different I did show. too. Yeah. So they've got they've Wayne's. got this catalog of deep cuts that I was not expecting to see on this. Yeah, I mean, I expected Steamboat Willie, but there's a lot. Yeah, of Yeah, man. Cuts like there. there was one. They had one from 1966 that was Disneyland in all in like in all seasons. Uh, and it was, you know, what it looked like in Disneyland in 1966, really? and those types of things. Maybe I'll subscribe now because it was straight from it's straight from the TV shows that they used to run on the weekends. But the only thing that's missing right now are a couple like the big culturally impactful animations that happened on Saturday night, like Magic Highway USA, which was Disney trying to back in the 50s, going, "Hey, like highways, cars, this is the future, right?" Right. Uh, or Man in Space, which was essentially propaganda for the United States to win in the space race and those types of things. Uh, so they've, it, they've and they're also a, missing the Star Wars Christmas special. They, but but the if you watch the Mandalorian, there is a reference, a shout out to the holiday special. So be on the lookout for that. So I look, man, I I've been I have not been wrapped up in a streaming service like this ever. Like I never got wrapped up in Netflix. Right. How people go, oh, I got to binge watch this or that. I like HBO, but it's it gives you things in like a weekly manner. So 
Watchmen, Game of Thrones, whatever. This is the first time I'm like, what is on the service? I must find things. I'm very excited. Obviously, I mean, I am hardcore into Mandalorian right now. Yes. Which, it's it's just fantastic. It's fantastic. I only had one quibble with it. Which was? Carbonite thing. What was the problem? So, in Empire Strikes Back, Boba Fett is trying to get Not a Mandalorian. Boba Fett is a Mandalorian. Thought he just had a Mandalorian's arm. No, his dad, Jango Fett, was a Mandalorian bounty hunter. Why did I? Why did no. I think he just? Had... We don't know. We don't know if the Mandalorian is a Mandalorian. Well, what kind of beer were they drinking? Uh, they're drinking blue milk. Sweet. So, in Empire Strikes Back, Boba Fett trying to get Han Solo. They freeze him in carbonite, and Boba Fett's like, "Well, he's no good to me. Dead. They've never done it before." So Han Solo. No, he was trying. They were trying to get Luke. So in order to test right. the carbonite, they tested it on Han Solo. Boba Fett was kind of like, "I don't know if I want to do this or not because he might be dead." He's like, no, no, it's all good. We'll repay you. It ends up working, and then he takes Han Solo back to Jabba's palace in the Carbonite, and he's the wall decoration, right? Where's right. Captain Kirk doing all this? You stop. <laughs> but then the Mandalorian's out here just using Carbonite freezing technique like it's no big deal. So what is the timeline? So I'm guessing, I'm guessing that when Boba Fett went to Jabba's palace, he was bragging to all his friends, like, yo, check it. Do you really think Spock is we got uh, a We got a Jabba's breakthrough. A, you stop. We got a breakthrough technique with what's going on here. The Mandalorian takes place anywhere between four to five years after Return of the Jedi. Is that okay. Lavar Burton? Is yeah. that the one? Does he want to get smacked? <laughs> I think he does. Wayne, <laughs> trying to fight. Wayne's trying to fight. This is how it starts. I can see how it starts. It's almost two years since the anniversary of my last. Hey, fight. Right, and you feel you feel a little litchy, like mm, I got to I got to got to get what's it. What's that saying? A little bit of knowledge is a dangerous thing. Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't even have that when it comes to those. Anyway. Anyway, watch The Ma- Mandalorian. I've been watching Disney+. Plus. I watched Free Solo last night. That's Nothing a- to do with Han Solo. No. I found that out the hard way. No. Hmm. Who knew? Have you seen it? What, Free Solo? Yeah. I lived it. I went to Yosemite. Whoa. Wow. Yeah, it's like- I did Free Solo like on a boulder. Really? No. Like like me with I Napa. Went, I like, went up to- Like you're, right. you're the climbing dude. Yeah, we went to Yosemite and we did one of the domes. We did uh, Sentinel Dome, which is like the easy one, yes. not Half Dome. Not any of that stuff. Didn't do El Capitan. Yeah, that, do any of that, that stuff. movie was Which, intense. by the way, if you want a Star Trek reference, Wayne, El Capitan makes Sweet. an appearance in Star Trek V. That's how they start the movie. Look at that. They're climbing up El Capitan until they get called back because there's a distress signal that they have to address. Look anyway, there's my nerd crap. There we have it. You're yeah, my hands, are, my hands are sweating now thinking yeah, it's, about it. It's, so what do you guys think about uh, AB InBev buying the rest of uh, Craft Brewer Lance? Yeah, that's... That's been interesting back to beer this news. week. Yeah, I was going to say, where did this that go? That was abrupt. Wow. I think Wayne's uh, done with our nerd conversation. Hey, guys, it's a beer podcast. <laughs> Hashtag stick to beer. Stick at least, to beer. At least talk sports, or if not, not movies. I mean, Well, it's funny you mentioned that because Colin Kaepernick. No, I'm kidding. So, right. <laughs> Colin is actually doing a uh, workout Saturday in Atlanta. Maybe. What? Maybe. Have you not seen this, happen? Maybe. Seriously? Maybe. Yes, okay, I'm like, maybe. what rock did you get? Maybe. Under? As of this recording, well, yeah, still maybe. No, wait. So, what did AB InBev do? Fill me in on this. I'm not caught up they in bought, the industry news. I just they, been drinking. They beer. bought the r- remainder Remain. of the Craft Brew Alliance, which means they now own the Craft Appalachian AMB, right? Mountain. They now own Appalachian yes, Mountain. I've not reached out to them for a comment. Quite a few others in that stable. Yeah, Widmer Brothers, uh, Kona, um, uh, Red Hook, mm-hmm. all in that. You know, the only one that I drink is AMB, and I love Craft that Lonely Pine, but. 
Yeah. yeah. So now they're now they're part of the AB InBev family. Yes. They didn't take them into the Highline, though, did they? Still just gonna keep it Craft Brew Alliance, yeah, I think. Yeah, but I think it's still Craft Brew Alliance. Brand. Should be determined, I suppose. Without again, this is the first I've heard of this. I've been kind of lost in the sauce with Disney Plus. Disney Sounds Plus like is taking precedence. <laughs> yeah. I mean, of all weeks to to be ignored I mean, for come something, on, right? this is the week. This right? is the week. I hold all my calls. Have you seen the Mandalorian? This has. Uh, this doesn't surprise anybody, does it? No, no. I mean, as, no. as, the, as it continues to eat into their uh, into their into their profits, they might it as well just, go ahead and take it. And most, been, and most most drinkers will not know. There have been no, some some Facebook posts and social media posts that have been dug up by people that have. It's been indicated they have not aged well. Oh, oh you mean you mean. You mean people dig up old tweets in the beer world? Like once it's on the inter- once it's on the internet, it's always on the internet. Hey, look, man, I routinely make sure that I've scrubbed my Twitter account. I'm like, did I didn't say anything about weird. Good thing all the stuff that we did on the 850, the buzz days, died on the internet a long time ago. You might be able to find it on the internet archive, but that's either neither here nor there. Now, I mean, this makes sense, and uh, this just in for people who get all like butthurt about these types of things. It's a ruthless business over time and you get to a point where you either you, you take a buyout or you continue to grow and then you sell it eventually to somebody else but you you got to make decisions after here's what i'm going to say i think the guys at wicked weed are looking smarter and smarter every yes, day right? yes that was and, like and i thought they were completely brilliant when they did it then yeah well i don't know i never i never i never uh, questioned the move question their intelligence no. uh, what else no. or the move no well to dig up old the tweets. value today was less than it was then so they took it at, at peak value. They took it at peak value, but I'm not even talking about that. What I'm what I'm referencing is the cold truth about this. Your Facebook circle knows about it. But for the most part, right. but for the most part, consumers have zero clue. They will hear that Wicked Weed's a good beer. Absolutely. They will drink it. You'll see it readily available at other places. But when you see pernicious, somebody's going to go, oh, that's a good IPA. I Absolutely. like that IPA. So they're going to drink it. And they're not going to think, yeah. where does it come Again, from? Again, those comments are those 1%ers that I talk yeah. about all the time. It's not the 99% of the world. And you know, maybe 2% of the people that drink beer will see it on the internet and realize, oh, yeah, cool. Well, guess what? If I'm in a place and A&B's Lone Leaf Pine is on and I have a hankering for it, I'm going to buy it. Yep. Sure. Right? Because it's a good beer. Yeah. doesn't mean they're going to invite the beer con if we stick to our typical rules yeah. of not inviting... You know, AB InBev or any of the large, any of the brews that are owned by the large conglomerates. But right. that's a decision we'll talk about as we I move forward. See, I won't see Tyndall. Very well, sad. Man, that dude is a shave, speaking of. Wow. Thanks oh, what? saying? Tyndall's beard? I saw a picture of him yesterday. He and his, I, I, on Facebook, he and his wife were somewhere. And I'm looking at, wow. Yeah. It is massive. It's Grizzly Adams yeah. massive. Right? Yeah, it's a big one. It is a big one. So when does uh, Mason Jar sell out to AB InBev? I don't know. I got <laughs> a couple. Soon un- enough, right? I got a couple. I've got a couple unlesunleaded un- voicemails. Uh, yeah, none from St. Yeah, Louis. Maybe it's, maybe it's them. Maybe it's them. I don't, man, Adam's I don't thinking know. not soon enough. I bet. <laughs> so Saturday, Saturday tailgated for the NC State Clemson game. Saw that sweet satin jacket you were sporting. Oh yeah, man. For those who missed it, I, I uh, originally my dad last Christmas wanted a new NC State jacket, but my dad is also an aficionado of satin jackets, old mm. starter satin jackets. He's got a Miami one, he's got a Cardinals one, he's got a Dolphins one, he's got all sorts of them. So I said, well, they had to have made NC State ones back in the day. I scoured the internet. I could not find it. Really? It was not on eBay, wasn't on Mercari. You go dark web. I did. I legitimately did. Like, I had to go extra deep on the search. Not necessarily dark web, but I found some biz- some seller site I'd never heard of before. Huh. 
super sketch. It looked like it was something that I probably would have coded back in 1999 at NC State. <laughs> I mean, it was just it angel was, fire. Check out <laughs> my uh, Geo Geo Cities. Page. Was it a black background with green letters? Yeah, essentially. It's <laughs> essentially what it was with some like wavy text. Yeah. You know. Um, God, we're old. Make an old internet. The original Dunder Mifflin <laughs> website. Yeah. So this guy was selling a bright red NC State satin jacket, but it wasn't made by Starter. It was made by some other nondescript company. God knows who Finisher, it was. Majestic. Maybe. Or something like that. And it was a large. So I'm thinking, all right, perfect. But I always forget that stuff from the 80s, 70s and 80s, large is not 2019 large. They're much fatter today than they were then. Right. So a large fits more like a small or a yeah, medium. Right. So it did not really fit my dad, but it fits me perfectly, even though it's one of those, you know, cropped because it, it sits right at your waist. Yeah. Uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't go be, you know, beyond your gut, essentially. So did, I rocked that bad boy. Did you uh, find any um, members-only jackets on that site? Uh, I have a I have my grandfather's old rust colored oh, members only. Jacket. Those were the thing that there for a minute. They still are a thing. Shoulder snaps. They came back, yeah, but yeah, they've not... definitely come back. Yeah. Now, so tailgating, tailgating had a lot of fun um, until the game started, and that was just that wow. Way. But that was fun. That was I mean, fun to watch if you wanted to watch domination. You know, if you wanted to watch Clemson do whatever they wanted at NC State, it was fine. Uh, but it was interesting that as much as people might have some commentary on old Tuffy. It's this or it's that or it's not. What Everybody's I expect. drinking it. Everybody's drinking it. Of course it. they are. Everybody's drinking old Tuffy. If you're like you're not, no self-respecting state fans having a tailgate without an old Tuffy in hand. That was the idea. And right? that was the idea. So it's like, oh yeah, it's just beer or whatever. Okay, well then go back to drinking what you're used to drinking. Oh well, I mean, I can't can't Gotta pose. Team. Can't, right. Can't can't pose without my old Tuffy now. True. So I thought that was uh, that was amusing to see during the tailgate, and then uh, that was pretty much it. Saturday, kind of chill weekend. I had soccer part. all weekend with the boy. Mm. I did get some yard work done on Sunday. Good Hey-o. You. Good for you. Yeah. It's the first you, time in a very long time I got into work in the yard. And Joe, you didn't even respond to the text I sent you as I was drinking the Takati. Adam did. I thought I did. Adam responded. You I did. thought I hit it with like the thumbs up thing. Oh, did you? I don't the, know. Maybe the tap back or whatever a, it's called. Yeah. I, I went through... The better part of a 12-pack of uh, Takati. Good for you. Sounds like you had a good weekend. Well, it, no, I was actually working. I was babysitting a job. Oh, all right. And, uh, well, Joe uh, was Takati. babysitting his kids. Which I don't so. normally do. It was a 14-hour babysitting gig. Oh, and, boy. Um, I, I Made easier with I bought Takati. A, I bought a six-pack of uh, Sierra Hazy IPA and a 12-pack Old Tuffy. And let's just say it was um, the Hazy was all gone, and about half of the Old Tuffy was gone. I, Not uh, Old Tuffy, but the... Um, Takati. Actually, um, I I almost ended up over in your neck of the woods because uh, I was at Bond Park ah. in Cary with some friends because uh, we thought it's a nice day. We might as well do something outside. But we show up there and we're like, okay, we've had like 30 minutes of physical activity. It's a gorgeous day. Y'all want a drink? Y'all, you want to go to Bob Brothers? Yeah, right. <laughs> but we we ended up not doing that because the Panthers game was about to come on anyway. But um, yeah, and this weekend I'm actually going to go to the Panthers game. Haven't been out to Charlotte to see a Panthers game in two years, I think it has been now. But uh, I actually texted our friend Chris Allen over at New Belgium because, you know, he's Mr. Panther. I'm like, tailgating? He's like, nah, man, I'm working at New Belgium Activation on Mint Street. Come say hey. But he'll be out there doing his thing in front of the the Bank of America Stadium ahead of the game. Although I got to figure out what the hell I'm doing. So if anybody's got any suggestions for me for dinner after the fact, somewhere around Charlotte, I don't know. I heard Charlotte has a lot. Ooh, you know they do. Uh, my kids are very, my kids are very upset that Lexington Barbecue is not open on Sunday because we were actually going to hit Lexington on the way because mm. you know you could get like barbecue. What is at 10 it? A four o'clock game? 
until one o'clock. Oh, okay. You were, okay. you could still get ten a.m. You could you could get you could get barbecue at ten a.m. at Lexington if okay. you want to. But you know, they're I've not never, open on Sunday. I've never been there. That's about fifteen minutes away from uh, my in laws' place. Oh, where dude, we go you, for holidays and stuff. Go. I've still never been. You gotta what? go. Yeah. Oh. To me, it's the best barbecue in the state. Really? Yeah, she's got the wrong sauce, but other than that, it's oh, okay. Oh, stop it, sauce snob. No, I'm not, I mean, I'll eat either one, but it's not the best in the state. All mm. right. That's, that's mm. you. I mean, for you people that aren't from here, it may be. Uh, okay. You know, right. But you also like that Brooklyn barbecue, Tejo. Taking over the world. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Go to Arrogant Swine in Brooklyn. Come back. You'll be converted, especially after you have that mac and cheese waffle. Uh, reminder, mm. you can listen to the 919 Beer Podcast wherever you get your podcast. Five stars only. Don't hold Wayne against us. Please don't. Just give us five stars. Also vote for us on WRAL Voters yeah, Choice too. Awards. There's that, too. You can also check out our Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. We've got a bunch of cool podcasts you can check out, uh, including Wine and Dandy from our friends over at Mix 101.5. You can also check out the Runology Podcast where, you know, if you want to burn calories, it's one way to do it. All the calories you're getting from the beer. And we'll be starting our Mandalorian podcast soon. <laughs> You know, I actually tried a Star Wars podcast a couple of years ago in the lead up to Force There's Awakens. There's so many of them. But there are so, so many. many Star Wars. But it was the dork side of the Force uh, with me and my friend Todd, who's a <laughs> uber Star Wars geek. And we tried, man. He wanted to do He wanted to do it once a week. I'm like, I can't. <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> that's that's that a, lot. a lot. I can't. I can't. I mean, unless yeah. you want to talk about Shadows of the Empire on the Nintendo 64, like, I don't know what we're going to talk about week Ooh. to week. Let's say hello to our guest today on the 919 Beer Podcast, Eric Mitchell from Pinehurst. He is the head brewer. You guys have been open for a year now. Yep, just over a year. And I believe, based on at least my my understanding, when Golick and Wingo from ESPN Radio rolled through for their boondoggle on Pinehurst number 2, which, full disclosure, I got to participate in, so I'm not going to knock it. They rolled through, right? Yeah, they came through. We did a beer for them. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really cool to... You know, have those guys in town and, and be so interactive with everything we were doing. But what kind of beer did they make? Um, they wanted something. I think they named it first, mm-hmm. so they came up with three pale mel. <laughs> Makes sense. Wow, three they're pale self, males. They're, they're self aware. Yeah, right. So, so we we made a pale ale. Three pale males. Mm-hmm. Ale. Right. Three pale males. You know, ale. I've been in North Carolina, and I know you're not originally from North Carolina. You're from Birmingham, right? But I get this with Wayne, and I and like at first he got offended when I couldn't understand certain words. Yeah, like and then he realized no, I just partly sometimes I'm deaf, and secondly I have a hard time picking up certain accents. Southern accents being no, 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 no. Hold on, let's, like let's he get, and Wayne no, no, no. say pale the same way. Let's straighten this up. Say pale. 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 Let's straighten this up. I get it. All right. <laughs> it's I see what you're difficult. saying. I see what but you're saying. But let's straighten this up. <laughs> what? No, no, no. You have the accent. I'm from here. Uh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> what okay. is that? Is that like when people say it's shark infested waters? No, people. Water? We're infesting We're in, absolutely. the water. That, that would be correct. Yeah, yeah. We don't belong. Uh, but thanks for being right. here. No, 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 I just come wanted to clarify. Houses. I just yeah. wanted to clarify three pale okay. males. So it makes sense. Pinehurst. For the northern audience. I like the cigarette smokers more to Palm Mall. For those. So the, I, I feel like we should just get an establishment of, of y'all's place and, and where it is. Where is it exactly in Pinehurst? We're about, if you've ever been to Pinehurst, there's a, you know, just beautiful quaint village. Mm-hmm. And it's about two blocks by two blocks. And we are just on the outskirts of that. Okay. Very close to, to the actual village itself. Where on the circle do I exit? Oh, God, that circle. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I, you know, I could, any of them, like literally, <laughs> just take they, one. They all take you to the same place. <laughs> so, and the reason why the reason why I ask, you know, the village of Pinehurst is separate from, um, you know, the various other stuff that's in that area, and people get very particular about what you reference when you're in Pinehurst in the Sand Hills area, and it's usually reviewed or regarded as like a retiree uh, neighborhood, but that's actually a, a, a probably a misconception now, isn't it? Um, I think up until a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. you would have predominantly seen, you know, um, geriatrics there. Yeah, that's, that's Easy, fine. Man. fine. I'm not far from there. Yeah, no, you <laughs> are there, Wayne. Somebody give me my cane. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll and, you know, it, it's still definitely kind of leaning that way. Guy. <laughs> that's Lots of young families, though. Lots of young families, and yeah. you also get a lot of people that are rolling through because it's a destination. It is a resort golf destination. <clears throat> yep, you got a lot of military. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got military who are home, mm-hmm. living like their own vacation. You've got retirees who are living like their own vacation. And you have people that are on vacation. Interesting. What's Interesting. a house go for tonight? I might need to live like I'm on vacation. <laughs> I think that's what I need. Well, it's the, the best people to talk to when you actually go to the Pinehurst area are the caddies because they got stories. Of course, absolutely, yes. Stories yeah. for days and how right. they actually got to uh, the resort. Uh, and essentially, they're like, look, fell in love with the place. They like the fact that there's – pretty good weather most of the year you got people rolling through and all that stuff so i could see why it's a desirable place to live and for commuter purposes it's really not that far from raleigh no it's an easy drive mm-hmm. it's, it's it's a fairly not, easy drive and when the uh, when the u.s opens have been here a lot of people just stay around here and absolutely. They just drive in for the day but speaking of the caddies i, I did play punish number two i don't know 12 or 15 years ago and the caddy had been there for several years he had never played the course mm. and in fact we had two caddies that day uh, there's a couple groups but um None of them had ever played the course. Which it's like I people found. who grew up, near but they the know beach the course because they, they they watch the balls roll all day long. That's what they do. Yeah, it was amazing. If you didn't listen to them, you were in trouble. Oh yeah, <laughs> you listen to the caddies Absolutely. on number two. Well, what's, sure. yep. well, what's funny about that as well is the caddies will like ask your permission. Like, is it okay if I give you advice? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I sat here and I looked at the caddy. I'm like. Dude, do have I look like me? a golf have you, player? You, have you seen me? <laughs> well, they know you're going to ask for advice. Yeah. It just, you may have to learn that you need advice first. Like, there are guys out there that take their wedge out mm-hmm. around the greens. They let them do it. Four mm-hmm. holes in. Okay, what do I, help me. <laughs> well, like on hole number one, the guy was just straight up asking me, is that okay? I'm like, dude, I brought a kid's Wilson bag. I got five clubs <laughs> in my bag. I got a three wood, a five it's wood, It's like that goofy wood. golf episode. No, it's essentially what it is. It's, I got the three wood, which I watched on the Disney Plus service the other day. Three wood, five wood, nine wood, pitch, putt, done. Those are my clubs. What is a nine wood? It's fairway wood. Wait, you've never man. heard of a hybrid? <laughs> it's 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 a hybrid. Clearly, you're not a bowler. It's a hybrid without calling it a hybrid. It's calling it what it is. It wasn't because it's you, actually yeah. made of wood. It's, well, yeah, so I'm certain it's not really a wood. Are your clubs persimmon? Don't you have some? <laughs> yeah, right. We've we've played once together, right? Yeah. Don't you have a couple wooden woods? No, dude. No. Persimmons are back, man. I know. That's no, like no, the no. This persimmons was, are hot. You this, listen to that. You do that. You can afford one. to get home. That's true. They make replicas, though. Okay. Mm-hmm. These weren't replicas. I'm trying to so, trying to remember who I played with that actually broke out some. Terry Evans, probably. Some, did you ever play, you ever play with Terry, my buddy Terry? No. So how did you. Terry, 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 so, Terry's Eric, gone. how did you get to Pinehurst? Um, so, you know, worked in Charlotte at Heist Brewery for, you know, about six years. Mm-hmm. And just kind of happenstance heard about, you know, this golf course, Pinehurst Resort, <laughs> opening a brewery, a brew pub. Uh, very similar to the original system at Heist, you know, 10-barrel brew pub. Which really sounded alluring at the time because it's 
it's kind of playground territory, if you mm-hmm. will, as far as like trial and error. Um, a lot different than a 30 barrel production facility where, you know, we're going into, you know, 60 barrel tanks, 90 barrel tanks, 10 barrels sounded fun. And, uh, I think I needed that at that time. I needed to kind of recapture my love for just, you know, change just, of pace, change of scenery, a lot of stuff, really. Yeah. I mean, the vibe of the brew pub, I love, mm-hmm. I love it. And, um, just the neighborhood pub that feel that Pinehurst has is pretty cool. And it is so it, it is the resort. Pinehurst is the, the owner of the brewery, right? Correct. Okay. Well kinda needs to be with the name, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. You don't use Otherwise, the name Pinehurst without their permission, I, I promise you. I only know that because full disclosure, the <laughs> firm that my wife used to work for, she was the C and D letter writer Ooh, for anybody. She was busy. Oh, she was very busy. Very, well, very busy. So Pinehurst is not a town in North Carolina. No. That's why I said Pinehurst. the village of Pinehurst, yep. the resort, yeah. you got Southern Pines, very, very particular. Pinehurst is a golf resort mm-hmm. in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Located in Pinehurst, right? L- no. They, for ease of <laughs> of map reference. You're going to get a C and D. This yeah. is, this is the, Pilsner, the Pilsner Lager discussion all over again. <laughs> I'm just taking the opposite side of Joe. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> So I just wanted to, I wanted to get that clarification for some mm-hmm. people because they're like, well, wait a minute, how is it? No, it it is actually Pinehurst. So uh, like I, so what kind of um, what's what's the flagship for Pinehurst Brewing Company? So we're kind of we've been working on that for about a year now. We've okay. we've just been you know kind of letting the people choose what we were going. You know, it's not my my job to come out with a flagship from the get go, right? Like. I'm not going to force a beer down your throat that that we're not even sure that you like, that we're not even sure that I like. So we, we kind of spent about a year in, in R&D, if you will. Um, just We knew what styles we wanted to do. We knew we wanted a lager, easy drinking, something you can have out on the course, and we knew we wanted a New England-style IPA. So we we you know did all this under the name Pivot, which you know was, was meant to signify – a change of direction in every single batch that we were producing until we found one that we really, you know, wanted to hit home with. And what have you seen people gravitate to in the year that you've been up? I think I've really been surprised by the overwhelming support of like Cezans okay. in this community. Interesting. Like Belgians in particular. Hmm. It's yeah. I don't. I don't really know what to say about it. But it's when we have a saison on, people get. I think it was something kind of new that they hadn't seen before. Well, I'm, I'm just thinking from a golf perspective, they're probably moving so much Michelob Ultra that they need something that's completely foreign to them. So maybe the saison was it, right? Yeah, I mean, I think just by sheer virtue of you know they've been given X Y Z their whole life, and yeah. here we come in with something new. It's it's exciting for them and. And they kind of gravitated toward it. Hey, no knock on Mick Ultra. I'm just saying that this is something that you routinely see on a golf course. That's all. I like, how, it's I like how you're looking at me like I'm going to be the person you that could, stands up you, for Mick Ultra. You could be snobby about things. That's um, no, what I was going to say is when I really, really started to get into craft beer, Saison's were like my first, um, I guess, exploration. Because I knew I loved IPAs, but I wanted to try new stuff. And for whatever reason, Saison's really kind of resonated with me that uh, they had a lot of new flavors and uh this, so you can relate yeah like i i 
I get it. I don't know exactly what it was that attracted me. I still like a good Maybe saison. Maybe wine drinkers gravitate to just the dryness. I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, because a good yeah. saison supposed to be crisp and dry, yeah, but have all of this flavor that you're not used to with like a quote, you know, typical beer you you grow up drinking. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, all these new, you know, you, you've got your yeast flavors and and then all these all these new spices that can can go yeah, along with versatile. It. I mean, you can, yeah. you can do about anything with a you know a good traditional saison base. Yeah. So I think it's kind of that fun, fun different thing, and especially for your area, right. I don't think Southern Pines really has one. If they do, it's not on regularly. I don't think they have uh, like Railhouse doesn't usually have a saison, right? So, no. so, so those are, are the breweries really close, to right? Us. And they're the breweries close to you guys, so it would make sense that something's like completely different that would that would do pretty well for you guys. Yeah, and, and it's funny. I was yeah. the opposite when I got into beer. I was. You know, Belgian centric essentially was what I was brewing at home, and I didn't like IPAs. I think. Gotcha. We were going through that like IBU war. Yeah. You remember that? <laughs> yeah. Like, who could make the most bitter beer? Yeah. And thankfully, some mad scientists out there figured out that we could only perceive like what 120 IBUs. Right. So I think, think that kind of. Yeah. Kind of. No, 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 man. Some somebody has <laughs> the somebody somebody has the audiophile taste buds. That's the thing. You know. Yeah. I'm just saying. It's like, oh, what you, how could you listen to that lossless audio? Please, I need the pure source. Anyway, um, so saisons were the things that kind of took off for you, uh, but what's what's selling the most right now for you? Um, it's 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 IPAs. Though. IPAs, okay. Yeah, it's no gotcha. different than the rest of the country right now. Okay, people come in, give me your IPA. <laughs> you want a beer menu? No, no IPA. <laughs> well, surprise, we have four on tap. Which one would you like? What kind do you want? <laughs> so, what are the four IPAs you guys have, or, um, it's, you, or you typically have? Um. Pretty, New England style IPA, England pretty heavy. Like yeah, we we do a West Coast IPA every now and then. Yay! Let just, me know. I'll come down. And I, drink I that try one. to make them sheerly as as um, as different as I can. Use mostly single hop varieties that are extremely different. Okay. Now I'll be honest. I've I've kind of gotten away from New England's. I think I've reached the limits of what I can what I can bear, and I'm actually kind of like Adam. Well, I've, we haven't even gotten to to theirs yet. We're no, that's what I'm saying. That's, right that, but that's what I'm saying. It's that's like, what happens to to us, right? The people that are in the industry. It's you just kind of like, okay, I've had enough. Let yeah, me try something else. Is that a gauge of what's happening no, in the market? Absolutely, you, you not. know, and, and it's hard to it's hard well, to balance. If you, if you ask you Adam, it is because he doesn't brew an IPA at all. He brews those laggers. Well, I mean, hey, you just think laggers. the CEO of Honda drives a CRV? <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. Know you know he's got an accurate NSX. I mean, come yeah, on now. But so, he's... I, I mean, we can get into my theories all the time, but, <laughs> I mean, there's a reason you guys feel like you have to have a lager on, right? And sure. there, I know, I know what the market's doing, and I know New England IPAs sell very well. I don't think it's always going to be that way. Mm-hmm. It's still, anyway. They're here to stay. But... We drank your lager, or was it a Pilsner, Joe? Get out. It's a different discussion. Uh, it was a lager with a Pilsner East. How about that? <laughs> I've had enough of you. Get out. It's funny uh, because at, at Bond last night, uh, I was speaking with a couple of our listeners, husband and wife couple, Sam, hey, um, and they brought up that conversation from last week. Oh, my wife brought it up. She was not pleased. <laughs> I said, you're the reason he made that joke, and he funny. stuck with it. She's like, well, I can't see his face when he's talking. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a funny exchange. Um, anyway, your lager, uh, Pilsner. You're calling it a yeah, Pilsner, it's a right? bottom fermented beer that was lagered. <laughs> <But> it's, <laughs> so it's a Pilsner. I'm not no, going but, to assume it's, it's... You're calling it your Pilsner, right? 
Yeah. Or no. Yeah. Well, that's you know, it's a trial and error period. Right. Sure. Um, it was delicious. Thank you. That was excellent. That's why we kept drinking it all all through your first part of you talking. But I want to talk yeah, a little sure bit about it. Um, you're still not completely dialed in on this beer, even though I think it's delicious. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, it's. I'm not like unhappy with the beer by any sure. means. Um, I think we're all chasing perfection, which is never going to happen, right? So, if it were up to me, I would sit and wow. tinker a beer every single batch. Mm-hmm. But I gotta. Does that you know, mean you're stop. never quite satisfied with it, or you always like to change things a little bit? I've never been satisfied okay. with a beer ever. Um, but at the same time, like you're nothing if not consistent. Sure. And once we put a beer in a can, yeah, and we put a label on it, people are going to expect it to be the same. Right. So you've got to stop that at some point. Like You've got to stop tinkering at some point. Well, yeah. Well, this is why some breweries will do a release every two weeks on some sort of variation on something that they've worked on. Now, I'll make the joke that all they're doing is putting a new label on their IPA, and they're calling it something new. I'm sure that might happen somewhere. But I couldn't imagine. That, that couldn't imagine somebody happen. actually doing that. that. That would never happen. <laughs> but there are some places that legitimately do this, where they're very upfront about, "Hey, here's our next variation on a New England IPA or uh, whatever it is." So, do you do that at Pinehurst, where you've got the things that you put in your can, but when you got something on the board, it's like, "Look, it's version number five or whatever it is." Where would you think about doing something like that? Well, pivot was that for a while. Okay, like okay. pivot. The name it's it was to signify, like, "Hey." This beer is going to pivot from the last batch that we made. Um, so we did have, you know, pivot V4, pivot V5. Okay, gotcha. And this last one that we did, we were like, okay, hey, we're, we're you know, we're happy with it. Let's, uh, <laughs> we're done pivoting. Well, Bond did the same pivoting. thing with local, their IPA, for they messed at least the first while, year or yeah. so until they finally got the combination that they felt mm-hmm. would be the long lasting one. Mm hmm. I'm not like a ratings, uh, I don't want to sit there and stare at untapped ratings, but what that does kind of do is, you know, you've got Pivot, V1, V2, V3, V4, you can filter it and you can see what the people that are going to be, like it or not, the people that are going to be buying your beer, how they felt about it. And, you know, I've got my favorite. Do you think the people that actually go on untapped are really a gauge of your your I think they're a loose gauge. It depends on how many reviews I think uh, a certain beer has. Because yeah, yeah, there is a threshold. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I, I think that threshold is probably a lot lower than most people think they are. Because, I mean, I quit tracking beers like that a long, long time ago, yeah. and most of the people that I know that are really into craft beer, um, again, I think they're that one percent. I always say that one percent is not who you want to brew your beer for, because they're the ones going to chase in the wells. They're the ones going to critique you. They're the ones going to beat you down. Or the ones that are just getting into beer and are going right, to write right. it based on just their own personal right. flavors. The ninety-nine percent is what you want to do. So. I always, I always wonder. I mean, I've thought about going back to to tracking, to untap, just to track because Joe says, "Hey, what have you been doing?" I, I don't know. I know I drank beer, but I can't tell yeah. you. What, like, I was just thinking about what I drank last. But night. you know what it does, Ryan? Our buddy Ryan Self at Old Mac brought this up probably last year. He deleted Untap from his phone. I remember, yeah. And he goes, "I don't have it on my phone." Anymore. I bet he's got it back now. He said, <laughs> "He said I deleted it, and I I'm just beer more. drinking beer to enjoy whatever beer I want to drink, not do. just so I can record it." Shout out Ryan. Ryan's always done that, though. Yeah, but, like, but the only well, one he's just, always preached that, right? Yeah, he's always preached that. He's always <laughs> we, said we, it. We, we, I just, I just want to also saw him at a line for Cataclysm. Right. Well, <laughs> right, of course. You but, saw him in a line? Hey, that's no, because Ryan, he supports Ryan was Charlotte. Not there. Just, okay. just, like I, just like I preach about putting your phone down and not looking at Twitter all day. What do I do? Right. No, I, I'm not saying, but but I'm saying, yes, he's he he was saying no, that because we as, as, as beer makers want... People to just enjoy the beer for the beer and not feel mm-hmm. like they need to chase the next thing. However, you always 
get somewhat caught but up in that. How can you not enjoy the beer while you're in Pinehurst? You're already in a good mood anyway, right? You better be. Right? God, you're if, there, you can't, you, if you, you can't, can't be happy there. I've never been to the town of Pinehurst. You, 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 the village. The village. This, I, I welcome you to come down. Yeah, come we on. were invited to golf. Be golf players for a day. Golfers. Let's play some G. I'm, I'm fine with it. Although usually I get it comped, so I don't know how much does it cost. To, I don't know. Uh, Pinehurst invited us. We got it. We'll make it happen. I'm just saying, but we're not doing it, it when it's it 26 comped. degrees outside. Yeah. Why not? It's the perfect time to go. When no. I played number two, I didn't pay for it either. That's how I. That's how I break clubs. <laughs> Somebody else did. ESPN. <laughs> it might. It might not be two, but we'll we'll get you out of there. We won't. <laughs> There's other courses. We won't break the bank. What? There's, There's ten golf courses at Pinehurst. Look, it's really honestly, nice the only thing I the only thing I want to do is I want to do a little putt putt. Uh, the little green. Oh, the this will do. In, in, the, in oh, front of the veranda. That's all I want to do. Uh, they got, the I got, I've honestly never been. They got beer holders. That's amazing. It's, it's a good spot. It's to free be. putt putt, but it's like extreme putt putt. It's like this huge green that's mm-hmm. like two hundred fifty thousand, and I'm like making that up. So it's like two hundred fifty thousand <laughs> square feet or something like that. <laughs> it's ginormous. I'm a really poor measure of distance. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, dude, I, just, it could be just bring your putter. Long, bring your putter and uh, do your thing. Uh, so eighty miles. All right. <laughs> so we're drinking the half right now. Back to beer. What are we drinking? And it's awesome. Yes, we are drinking Musa Vice, which I think means b- banana vice. Okay. I did not name it. Um, one of our servers came up with a lovely name. I like the way it sounds. But it's just traditional German heffy. I like this because it's different it from a brew so day like that I would normally do. Because I haven't had one for a while. But it's, you know, we, it's nerd awesome. out. We do fluoric acid rest on it. We do decoction. We do all the you know the fun stuff that they used to do just just all to right, break ex- up the monotony. Explain. You just used big words. Big words. Big mm-hmm. industry words. I've talked about decoction mashing before, but. Go back to what you were saying. Explain what you're talking about. Um, so I like my heavy visons to have a lot of isoamyl acetate, you know, banana perceived flavor. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways you can you can facilitate that that growth during like the lag phase of yeast production, you can do a fluoric acid rest because it is a precursor to isoamyl acetate. And in theory, when the yeast consumes, you know, the sugars, it, it's going to produce more isoamyl acetate. So what's the process of that rest? It's it's I think it's like 114 to 122 degrees. Okay. For like 15 minutes. Okay. And this is before this is pre boil? Pre boil. Okay. Pre sack rest. Pre everything. Okay. You just leave it at that temp and then you can step it on up. Yeah, so we went 120, 15 minutes, 146, 156, mash out. Two thirds into the louder ton, um, and then a thirty-minute decoction on one third of the mash. You got that, Adam? You yeah. Gonna, you well, shouldn't repeat that. Well, don't, wanna, don't he'll, sweat the test. He'll, 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 he'll listen back to the podcast. But I want to explain what that means because I think a lot of people want to know exactly what it is that makes this beer taste and feel the way it does. And everything you're talking about has has a there's a reason for everything. And yeah, and you're you're talking about flavors with with your with your acid rest in the beginning because you want those banana flavors to come out and um with your decoction which is actually they're bring he said what you said two-thirds or three-quarters yeah we run over two-thirds in our mash tun leaving okay. or into our layer leaving a third of the mash to be boiled right and then they bring you bring it up the boil for how long 30 minutes and then you're moving it over to the boil kettle yep. to join the rest of it as it gets up to temp too right yeah which is a pretty cool it's a traditional brewing method mm-hmm. that is supposed to give you a little more layered flavor and and a little bit yeah i mean better like, mouth feel you know every single one of these steps feels futile until you realize that like all of them add up to something yeah <laughs> you know a little more 
some building impactful. blocks. Yeah, and it all, but it also adds to your brew day. Like it adds. It's fun time. Like it's yeah, but it's it's fun. Like but a, it's fun. Right. Well, and like you said, you're on a Monotony. fun ten barrel system. You're not on a production schedule or production mm-hmm. system to have to keep pumping stuff out. You're there to yeah. explore and make the best beer possible and have a good time doing it, which is sounds awesome. Exactly right, man. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so when did you? So Eric, when did you figure out this was fun? Oh, brewing was fun. Who told Who told you that? Well, you no. just said it was no, fun. No, no, it's a it's a blast, man. Th- this was. So when, um, did you, when did you figure it out? When you were like, this, all right, this is it. Brewing as was just a hobby of mine in college, mm-hmm. and I, I take my hobbies very very seriously. Okay. And this just so happened to be like the thing that I was into most out of college. And where was this? This was Auburn University. At Auburn. Okay. Roll Tide. Oh God! Isn't that the same thing? No, like Pinehurst and Southern Pines. It's, 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 it's war, not even close. War Eagle. Good God! <laughs> Jeez, you're such a troll, man. <laughs> Living that troll life. You, you, you want to talk about Cam Newton and the Panthers while kidding. you're at it? I'm just kidding. I love uh, UAB. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Wow. Actually, uh, wow. Actually, a friend of mine, Rob Eason, is the head basketball coach at uh, at UAB. Oh. How about that? Yep. Go roll dragons, blazers, name dropping, Go blazers. <laughs> whatever <laughs> they are, whatever it is. <laughs> Kidding. Kidding. Anyway, Bruins Aub- fun. Auburn's gonna have to take care of business against <laughs> Alabama, man. I don't hey, need. Al- got- I don't need Alabama. Gonna put Alabama the back into college. Playoffs. I don't they need can't. that happening. You know, that's like the saving grace for an an Auburn coach that's on the hot seat. Yeah, ruin their season. Yeah, it's like okay, you've lost nine games. Yep. We'll beat Alabama. Auburn's not that bad. This year. No, no, no. no. This I mean, year, we right? lost two games. No, we're fine. Yeah, Auburn's, last solid, I mean, Auburn's fine, but they could ruin Alabama's season. Did LSU not ruin it last weekend? Nope. Did I miss no, no, not at all. Not. Of course, they are alive Absolutely and well. Not. You forgot that they're named Alabama. Anytime Alabama is in the discussion, yeah, it doesn't matter. They're in. They get to play by a different set of rules, Wayne. If LSU beat anybody else, they're done. But not Alabama. That was a good loss for them. If LSU lost that game, they were out. Oh, done. Rap. It didn't matter if they had a better uh, better resume against Alabama compared to Alabama going into the game. But that's neither here nor there. So, and you got, and you got the Panthers uh, gear on, too. So you want he's Cam? He's a big Cam Newton fan. You want Cam, Man, you want Cam back or not? Look, if Cam's healthy, he's out. He's you got to put him out there. I know he's done for the year now, but like, is Kyle, is he really like... Kyle Allen, is he really? He's a guy. He's a guy. He's a guy. He's a backup QB who's he, doing his guy. job. He's good for him. I I just don't think the rest of our team is like set up for a game manager like that. If you I mean, call him a game manager, that's probably the best thing you can say about him. Yeah, and they're in playoff contention. I look at his record, manager. man. You yeah, can't they're fine. Him. They're fine. He's, he's doing a very him. good job, but he is not the future of the program. I think we should I get think, Tannehill. I think no one is Tannehill's saying that. Tannehill's like, uh, you'd be surprised. Tannehill's Dude, on the roll on. in Tennessee. Dude, you should see I mean, my yeah. you should see my mentions. Oh man, if Cam's healthy, you, you put him out there. And if he's with us next year, he's healthy. You put him out there. I mean, I monitor my friends over at WFNZ in Charlotte, the sports talk station out there, and some of the responses that they get in their mentions, it's like, are you guys watching the same football <laughs> that right? we're watching? It's very very surprising. But regardless, it's just uh, better to be a spiteful fan. That dude, dude's on TV. He's got failing hair. Oh, what? Jeff Borzello? Yeah. I've that's never my, seen him before. That's my dude right there. Wow. wow. We bonded over Gossip Girl years ago. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> all right. So, we had the half of ice. What, what else did you bring? Uh, we've got Pivot. He brought his New England. Yeah, we and got he a brought the Pivot. Style. Okay. Yeah. All right. Why don't you go ahead and grab that? Yeah, let's get And that. I'll explain in full disclosure. My, my sister just finished up. Working at the University of Auburn, or so Auburn University. Auburn right? University, War Eagle. Yeah, she worked in their veterinarian veterinary department. Gotcha. 
It's and a really good vet school. Yep. So this is the pivot. We've referenced pivot a couple times already on the podcast, and this is this is it. This is the final version. I mean, I'll, let's not that go that far. No, 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 no. I need you to commit. Oh. This is it. You've done X. How many pivots have well, you done? Tell us about this pivot We've in done particular. Like seven or eight pivots now. Okay. This okay. pivot. The, the this pivot was a big pivot. Like up until this point, it's like pivoting the video. Yeah, up until this point, we had used the same three hop varietals, right? So All we right. had just kind of you know switched up the the whirlpool hops. The dry hopping, this just utilized Ooh, three totally great. different hops. Mm-hmm. What do you have in this? Citra, Mosaic, Motueka. It looks ah. eerily similar to the Hefeweizen. Motueka. Yeah, it's, uh, I haven't tasted it yet, but it's got a great nose on it. Yeah. That's a lot. What uh, What's the ABV on this? Six, five? Uh, six, five. Don't okay. make me lie. Yeah, six, five. Yeah. Nice. All right. That's, um... It's very nice. This would be... Uh, you know is, my feelings on this. Is this is this Juice Bro? Am I describing this right? No, this is it's delicious. No, it is. It is. Yeah. But this is definitely, if you're somebody who's very into the... Well, I'd say juicy because it, it's got that, like, pulpy mouthfeel. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Um, and it's got that, like, acidity that comes with, like... like uh, It's low, but, like, that acidity that comes with, like, orange juice or something like that. Like, that's what I look for... I get a lot of people say juicy when they just think it's like fruity flavors. <laughs> That's not what I, I look associate. for more than just that, yeah, right? I know what you mean. Yeah, I think this is delicious. And my my problem with most New England IPAs that I'm getting right now, it doesn't have that that more acidic side to it. Now I'm with you on that. There's not as much balance. It's just a lot of sweetness and aroma with not even a great mouthfeel, just like a Cloudy mouthfeel, if that makes yeah, sense. Pillowy. Yeah, pillowy. So what is it about? Is so what was it about this version that made you finally go, okay, let's stop for a little bit? I I'm, I just love Citra. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it, you, it's wow, that is such up. a That's great. A, hop, this one man. gets honestly, it gets better. This is my third sip, and it's been the best one yet. It is really good, and you know me, I'm not. I know. I'm not saying that to say that. Now, however, you obviously had a hand in. Those first rounds of of great IPAs that were coming out of Heist, Citraquential. Citraquential. My favorite one was only a one off that you guys did for a guy who had, I think he had lost his son. Seabams. Yep. That beer was awesome. No, Seabams. He passed away. Himself, yeah. So it was a okay. tribute to him. But. Gotcha. Yeah, that beer was amazing. Thank uh, you. Our our buddy Caesar brought us up some <clears throat> a couple years Caesar ago. Caesar Leva. Yep. Yeah. And uh, oh man, love. Yeah, love there was beers. some really good juice coming out of there for a while. Yeah, I mean juices yeah. and juices. Yeah, no. All the yeah. NBA stuff. Before and everybody still else is, started, I mean, before everybody else started doing it though, right. you, Yo, guys, totally you guys agree. were doing it. Yeah, it's well, funny. It's, I like to tell like, you know, people know the beer Citroquential. Yeah. Well that that beer existed under an alias like a year before. And oh my god, the response to it was awful. Really? <laughs> awful. <laughs> All right, we got to hear this story. Yeah, I'm curious now. Well, speaking of awful, let's, let's yeah. start off with our first visit, then you can oh, come geez. into here. Well, so the first up old stuff, Wayne. Well, the first visit that Adam and I did to Heist, we were actually rolling with Mark Doble, who's the owner of Aviator, and uh, another couple of buddies. We were going to the Whitewater Rafting Center to do a Friday night beer thing, right? I missed that place. So it was a really fun time. We got there early on Friday afternoon. It's probably 2.30, 3 o'clock. We go by Heist. We eat. We check out the place. It's absolutely incredible. And we're drinking the beer, and we all look at each other, and we're like, holy crap, this is awful. It was just bad. 
But the the venue was beautiful. The food, those rosemary tots. Oh my this god! This was not. And this was. For. Let's let's to go ahead and throw so this was not us being like overly snobby or anything because no, 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 no. we were just dipping our toe into really yeah yeah we really were, getting into oh, beer. Yeah, we were just getting into it. Good. Um, you know, fast forward four or five years, and the IPA start coming out of there, and somebody tells me, "Oh, Heist has got a really good IPA." People standing in the line. For, I'm like, what? So now, tell us about it. Because I agree, it's great now. <laughs> well, thank you so much, man. It, it was, it was. I hung my head for a while when I told people I was the head brewer at Heist, but <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm the I'm the head brewer. At Heist, That's right. funny, right there. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, yeah. you know, we, I was proud at the end. Um, so Citra Quenchel, as we know it now, existed, you know, almost a year before as as a beer named Whirlpool Willie, <laughs> and it was called Whirlpool Willie because it was. At that time, you know, like this is writings on the wall now. How to do a New England, right? right? If you, you know, writings on the wall. Well, I guess this is four years ago now. There were maybe, you know, like five or six really well-known New England style IPA producers. You know, the likes of Treehouse, Trillium. You could argue Hill Farmstead, The Alchemist. And I, I was just like, I feel like a mad scientist in the lab back there trying to figure out how they're doing it, and. Yeast ended up being one of the key factors. But at that time, I was just doing really heavy Whirlpool additions, and that was it. No bittering, mm-hmm. no no boil additions, you know, hop stand at like 180 in the Whirlpool. Okay. Came out with Whirlpool Willie. I think, I'm like, oh, my God, this tastes so good. I was like, we did it, guys. <laughs> Nailed <And> it. <laughs> I don't know if you remember those, like, Cheez-It commercials where it was like, you know, the guy marks, marks the box, like, not ready. Not mature. Yeah, 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 not, yeah. That was like Charlotte for me. I was like, not ready. <laughs> <laughs> nice so then you bring it out a year so you later bring it out a year later under a different name yeah come out with it uh at this time like there's no questioning that new england style ipa is mm-hmm. is dominating and like people are asking me hey when are you going to do one when are you going to do one and i was like it's time bring You're out ready. the recipe all right <laughs> New change name, the name and then it's a change hit. the name to something nobody could say yeah you know so there was i mean there were several though like there was Citraquential, there was um, another one I can't can't remember the name of. So not from Concentrate was like not from Concentrate. Yeah, came that out. was maybe that. version. So it's funny because like not from Concentrate was a direct was juice me, reference was me like figuring out the New England style recipes. Okay. So new new not from Concentrate oh, I can't get one this beer it's so good and two came out before Citraquential. Not from Concentrate three came out almost simultaneously. Not from okay. Concentrate 2, I remember it was like very, almost like an amber. Hmm. I was trying to get some sweetness from like crystal malts, but then not from Concentrate 3, Citraquential came out, and then we just started using, you know, it's a, it's 100% Citra. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, if we're going to have like six or seven of these beers on at a time, they've got to be different. You yeah. know, I've got to be able to tell you which one is which, just by sniffing them. So we used a lot of like single hop varieties. Sure. Blurred is the word, you know. Mosaic. Blurred is the word's the one that I was, I was, I was thinking of. That's right. Because um, that came up to Beercon one year. Although I'm fascinated by Charlotte being ready or not ready, because it is interesting that you got. I mean, North Carolina. Do you remember Charlotte four or five years ago? I know. Remember the, the I go to podcast for work. Remember when Caesar was up here and we did mm-hmm. the collab podcast, mm-hmm. and and Ford was talking just about what a different scene Charlotte was, especially this was probably four years ago. Yeah, just how Charlotte was not. The beer scene Raleigh was. I mean, how much Charlotte, Charlotte has was grown since then? Traditional. I mean, you had you had the likes of you know Noda Brewing, who yeah. is fresh off the you know the World Beer World Cup goal for hop, drop, and roll. Mm-hmm. Like that's what Charlotte knew because yeah. because of them, really. Mm-hmm. 
and and more traditional styles was like that's what Charlotte was pegged as yeah. as as a beer market. Yeah, it's always interesting to me with North Carolina because you really have, I mean, for the most part, you have three hubs uh, in terms of beer. You have Asheville, which yeah. kind of is self-explanatory. Uh, you have Raleigh, uh, which I always thought Huge. was ahead of Charlotte in at least one thing, and that was beer. Um, and then Charlotte was lagging behind. But now when I go back to Charlotte, it seems like it's at least caught up to oh, yeah. or is doing things a little bit differently or unique enough that it has its own identity, which is good. It just, just kind of took a while for them to finally hit that point. I mean, I still can't find squat in Uptown Charlotte in terms of, like, places to go to. Yeah, yeah but that's five stuff. guys. <laughs> right. Fitz, I go to Fitzgerald's. Wow. I go to Fitzgerald's for my beer. Uh, so anyway... Well, anyway, back I my, when, I, when I get last time I was there, Juicy J, I think was the last when I was there. The best entertainment show is Five Guys at two two thirty a.m. Oh, five guys on a Sunday middle morning, of the night. funniest thing. No, um, the original Bojangles, that's where you go. Nah. back to back to to Pinehurst. Yeah, let's bring it back together. Yeah, um, I need to go down there. Agree. Okay, we need we need to make this happen. But sure. what are you doing? I will tell you one thing: this this beer this this pivot version of of New England IPA. It makes me, I don't want to say a liar or a hypocrite, mm-hmm. but I really dig this beer. Well, and, and it speaks to a really well-made New England-style IPA, not just making a New England-style IPA. There's a big difference. Before we wrap up, we're going to make plans right now. I, uh, I was informed that I will not be doing anything between December 17th and January 1st. Uh, it's got to be spring. You're no, no, no. informed? We, we can go. We can just go. What I do you got, mean I, you're got not... all, I got all the time in the world. Uh, we got a podcast we're working on December 23rd. Is that like happening? I think so. You got right. some more time off? We're working on oh, it. Yeah. Alamo Draft House. All right. Stay tuned. Hey, I got nothing going on between Man, I, the 17th and the 1st. I don't though. know who negotiates your contract. Uh, you know, I need to get him to negotiate mine. Me. His <laughs> wife wrote that C&D for his work. Definitely. Right. <laughs> C&D on working. <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> well, thanks for coming in. Dude, thanks for having me. We will uh, we'll definitely have to set something up and get out to Pinehurst and check out the spot and have Adam actually – well, I think you're ready for putt-putt. I don't know if you're ready for – You're ready for uh, the cradle. Ready for the long drive competition. Yeah, for the cradle. Yeah, I think you're ready for the cradle. I don't know yeah. if you're ready for like an actual number two experience. Look, if I can make it to inside the town of Pinehurst, I'll be fine. I'll find a golf course. Village. They're not, they're not going to let you in if you keep talking like that. Just saying. Anyway, thanks for coming in. <laughs> thanks again. Eric <laughs> from Pinehurst. Brewing Company. All right, what do we got coming up next week? Uh, Nick Alexander with Bills. Is ah, cool. We haven't talked about him here. So, Sweet. yeah, Very he's cool. a talker. Yes, yes. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll kick him out of the studio when his time's up. <laughs> we'll chat with him. But Nick always brings swag and beer and leaves us with good things. So, I mean, oh yeah, even a beer yeah, and, and Jim down at Bills really, really making some nice beer. For yeah, those, them, are, so. those are all good guys. They're good guys. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Be on the lookout for that. Reminder: You can listen to other podcasts on the Capital Broadcasting Podcast. But network. vote for ours on the WREL Voters Choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, listen to the other ones. That's cool. But yeah, vote, vote for the WREL Viewers Choice. They want, they want some hardware. Actually, you don't even get hardware. You get a certificate. It doesn't matter. We get bragging rights. Okay, fair enough. The year. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, if you like wine or you're interested in wine, we got wine and dandy with our friends over at Mix One One Point Five. And uh, in order to burn off these beer calories, go check out the Runology podcast. That'll wrap it up for this week. We'll see you all next week. Cheers. Cheers. You've been listening to the 919 Beer Podcast with hosts Joe Ovius, Adam Eshbaugh, and Wayne Holt. (laughs) 
Don't forget, there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sports Fan app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. This podcast also airs Saturday mornings at 8 on Buzz Sports Radio. Thanks again for listening to the 919 Beer Podcast. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.